Father, we thank you tonight. We give all the praise and glory. Thank you for your faithfulness, O Lord. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for bringing us together once again to learn at your feet. Holy Spirit, we ask tonight that you be glorified. Teach us your word in the name of Jesus. Take all the glory and praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome, everyone. Uh, Tonight we will continue our series on uh, the power series. And uh, tonight we're looking at power over the comparison traps. Uh, Power over the comparison traps. Uh, We we tend to compare ourselves, you know. Uh, We compare children, if you have more than one. He said this one is uh, tidy, this one is not tidy. Uh, this one gets A as good, this one gets B. So there's always, uh, we, we compare. Um, but the thing is that yeah, comparison doesn't just, uh, it's not just something that we do, it's something that can become a trap. It's something that can uh, have a negative uh, trend to it. And so that's what we're looking at tonight. We're looking at uh, uh, what are the traps? What are the, uh, the various types of uh, comparison traps? And how do we uh, overcome them so that it does not control our lives? So we'll go quickly to our text, Galatians 6. Uh, Galatians chapter 6, verse 4 to 6. saying that, that um, let any, each person examine themselves, not comparing and say with other people. Uh, every, each person should examine uh, himself or herself. Uh, it's talking about uh, focusing on yourself, not focusing on other people. Uh, even when as far as saying each person will bear his own burden, or each person will carry his own load. Uh, because at the end of the day, uh, the most important person is you. It's not the other person. Because at the end of the day, you are not to live your life to fulfill somebody else's purpose. You are to live your life to fulfill your own purpose. You can help somebody else uh, in the fulfillment of the and Somebody else can help you. But then, ultimately, you are not fulfilling somebody else's purpose. Because you can only play a part. Even when... Uh, God send you to them as an helper of destiny. But um, so the Bible is admonishing us here to focus on ourselves. Uh, so I read introduction. Comparison is a trap that has entrapped many people, including Christians. God did not create us to be the same for a purpose. If God wanted all of us to be the same, to do the same, can you imagine if everybody is a mechanic, or everybody is an engineer, or everybody is an architect? Uh, who we do other things 
Yeah, like we're listening to somebody preach just before we came to church, and she was talking about that you cannot do everything in your own life or by yourself. He said, when you die, you cannot bury yourself. And even if you decide to bury yourself, you put yourself in the grave, <laughs> if it's possible. He said, you cannot cover yourself with sand in the grave. That from birth, for example, it wasn't you that you deliver yourself from your mother's womb. You know, a midwife or a doctor or whoever was there. Or if, they, I mean, there was somebody there during the delivery. Even in those days that uh, it wasn't so much of midwife and, and all that, even in places that we don't have all this, uh, these things, uh, there are people who are like, uh, especially, for example, in Africa, there were designated people who were experienced in, 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 in child delivery. So people will play a part um, in our lives. But at the same time, uh, everyone has been created for itself. So each of us are uniquely created, or each of us were uniquely created to fulfill a preordained purpose. Uh, the fulfillment of such a destiny is totally dependent on how we see ourselves in the light of what God has made us to be. In the light of what God has made us to be. Uh, the old essence, the Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28, it's basically talking about that. Uh, it's not uh, only that God created us in his image after his likeness, uh, but uh, God, God wanted us to... If we go to Genesis, we'll see the, the whole story there of God's creation. He created us in his image after... His likeness. And there was a specific, uh, there were things God wanted us to do or achieve. Praise the Lord. And then the, the mandate was not like he gave it to uh, us to compare ourselves with anybody. He gave the mandate to us to say, well, I have released you to do this thing. You are able to do it. Uh, so the Lord will help us in Jesus. So uh, to really understand this, so what, why comparison? Why why, why comparison? Why? Uh, comparison, I, 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 I kind of look at uh, the various definitions. I find that comparison is defined by the dictionary as the state of being compared. And we can see in Agai chapter 2 and Mark 4, uh, there was a comparison. Uh, Agai 2 was talking about uh, that, did any of you see this house in its former glory? compared to how it is now. So he was comparing the, the, the sanctuary then, or the building, uh, its current state with how it used to be. So he was, he was actually saying, uh, can't you see that what it is now, compared to what it was before, cannot be compared. So which means, he was actually saying that the building now, the temple now, is better than how it used to be. So it's been beautified, you know. So it was, it was, it was basically uh, uh, talking about that. So it is also the examination of two or more items to establish similarities or dissimilarities. So when we compare two things, you say, okay, uh, this is um, Nestle Pure Live Water, and we say, uh, which one is the other one? And we compare and say, this one tastes like it's real, 
Uh, I didn't even know the difference until we had a guest speaker one time. And the person was saying that there's a particular water I want to drink. And we're like, uh, why? Uh, and he said, the reason is because one has a high concentration of, of salt or salt minerals or whatever it is, and the other one doesn't have any. And I was like, really? You know, so, but because he's a full scientist, he was able to know that. But because I'm not, I don't know. But at least after that day, I knew, uh, even though I didn't go for that to find out. But, you know, so that's what comparison is about. Comparison seems to be the default of every part of our life. You know? We compare. Oh, my wristwatch is this. Your own is that. Oh, my... Um, you know, my car is faster than your car. Uh, my shoe is nicer than your shoe. I saw somebody say, and the person was asking me, oh, where did you get your shoe? Oh, I like your shoe. I said, yeah, thank you. Where did you get your shoe from? Compare. So when the person was asking me about my shoe, so I, I looked down at the, shoe, at the person's shoe, not intentionally, but then I found out that there's no way when I was asking about my own shoe. Because the person was like, oh, I need to change my shoe. Uh, that he needs to change his shoes uh, because his shoe obviously needs to be changed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I didn't compare, but <laughs> the person was comparing. Uh, I didn't even see the kind of shoe the person was wearing until uh, the conversation uh, took place. So we, we need to understand um, uh, that, that it is part of life, uh, but then it doesn't have to control our life. Uh, think about how do you know when you have the best price on a car? You compare. How do you, you know, when you are pleased with your waist size, you compare. You see somebody, I remember uh, I was taking somebody who is about, you know, we, we are almost about the same age. And the person waist size at that time was 38. And in comparison, you know, the person asked me, what's my waist size? And I told the person my waist size was 33. And the person say, and you are this age? I say, yeah. The person say, wow, you're doing really well. The person is times, is five times, as in, as in five digits more than mine. The person is, mine was 33. The person was 38. And we're like the same age. So the person in comparison to my own waist size was bigger, had a bigger waist size. But, you know, I don't think that means uh, much. But if the person now wants to be like me, and we'll not be happy until the person now gets to my level, uh, then there might be a problem there. You know, and um, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So how do you know where you stand with God? You compare. Even in church, you see sometimes you see a brother who is prayer and who is always praying. When he's praying, he's going up and down, almost punching the wall. You know, and everybody say, ah, I wish I can pray like brother A. I wish I can read, you know, People me likes to read the Bible. And I know that, you know, before when we have Bible study, people always want him to read. You know, even by uh, Sunday school, they, want, they always want him to read the Bible. I remember way back then, uh, even there are some people, some of the uh, brethren, when they are leading Bible study, they prefer, they will say, people me should read. Because maybe in comparison to other children, he reads the Bible more clearly. And yeah, he reads it, you know. So, and that's, that's how we compare. And so other children can start feeling, maybe I'm not good enough, or maybe I don't know how to read, maybe I'm not, you know. So that is when it becomes a trap. Uh, so the Lord will help us uh, in Jesus' name.
So comparison, that's what basically is about. So what are the comparison traps? Before you look at your note, can you? No, I'm sorry. That's cheating because we are already looking at it. Yeah, I, I feel the comparison trap could be um, uh, when you are trying to 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 see yourself in the light of what somebody else has or does not have, mm-hmm. instead of seeing yourself the way you are. You know, mm. but trying to measure your own standard with somebody else's standard. Yeah. So it's a trap mm-hmm. because uh, it's not the real thing. Mm. And also, uh, the reason why it become a trap is because whoever or whatever you are comparing yourself with might not be necessarily okay. For example, if you are comparing yourself with an, an individual, there are some areas you have gifted in that that person will not be probably not gifted in. There are things you can do better than every, anybody else. And, and so there will be some things that some people can do better than you. So we can never be happy when we focus on other person or other people and we don't focus on ourselves, on the ability that God has given unto us. Because every one of us, like the Bible says, God has given us several abilities. God has given everybody, uh, everybody is uniquely designed uh, to fulfill certain things, to do certain things. It's not everybody that's a pastor in the body of Christ. Can you imagine if all of us are pastors? Then who is going to be the teacher? Who's going to be the prophet? Who are going to be? The, where will the apostles be? If everybody is in administration, then who will preach? So God has, you know, distributed the various gifts so that everybody can fulfill their unique purpose or purposes. Hallelujah. The Lord will help us. So the first comparison trap that we're going to look at is the performance trap. And this is uh, it also refers to as the hamster wheel. We know the, an hamster. An hamster is like um, it's a tiny it's like, it's like a mouse. Uh, a mouse. It's a very small one. It's, it's mice. Uh, it's very small. And it's not like small, but it's, it's like very it's smaller than a rabbit. It's like Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and it's smaller than a square. And so, what they do for it is they design something that goes around, like a wheel. And then you see the hamster is just trying to go, and it's not going anywhere. It's just running around that trap, uh, that uh, wheel. It's just going on the wheel, but it's not moving. It's not going anywhere. You climb on it. So, that's the performance. God bless. That's the performance trap. That's the performance trap. So this trap compares and measures our efforts and success to others. It, it compares and measures our success to others. Oh, we graduated from school the same year. Oh, he has this, he has that. He has bought a house, he's, he's married, he has children, and here I am. I don't even have a suitor. Not to talk of even being married. Not to talk of even having children. Not to talk of even having a, you know, being able to get a house. You know, if we do that, we are into the performance trap. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Like a hamster wheel, this trap is tiring. Because when we compare our own, when we measure our own success with another person, it's very draining, it's very tiring. 
and it's frustrating and it takes you nowhere. Like the hamster wheel. The hamster is just going on it. It's not going anywhere. It's still on that wheel. Just keep going. You know, like it's rolling and rolling and it's, you know, back to back to base, back to base, back. It's very tiring. Can you imagine if we fall into that trap? It's tiring. Because the thing is, the reason why it's tiring is because if you compare yourself with this person today, even when you have those things that maybe they have that you don't have at the point, when you have it, they will have something else that you still want to be. Or maybe not that person, maybe another person again. And so if we get into that performance trap, there is really no way or there will be no at any point in time that we will be happy with what we have. Let's read Galatians 6, 3 to 4. I think we read that earlier, but uh, I want us to read it again. Galatians 6, 3 to 4. If anyone thinks himself to be something, when he is not, he says himself. Mm. But let each one examine his own work, then he will have rejoicing in himself in Hallelujah. Galatians 5, verse 16. 5, 16. 5, 16. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Thank you, man. Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of, of the flesh. Let's read 1 Corinthians 10.31. 1 Corinthians 10.31. 1 Corinthians 10.31. 1 Corinthians 10.31. You see, the answer is, if you eat or drink, or if you do anything, do it all for the glory of God. Do it all to the glory of God because don't compare yourself. Oh, the next house they are eating chicken in my house. I'm only eating rice with uh, <laughs> with peanuts. <laughs> you know, don't compare yourself. You know, I remember one day that um, you know was about maybe like two weeks ago was it? I came out of our house and I look at uh, the outside light. One of the outside light, the bulb was uh, gone. And I wanted to replace it, but I didn't get to do that. And so, uh, okay, when we traveled, I thought before we come back, it would have been done. Even though it was, I didn't tell anybody to do it. But I just thought, you know, common sense. They come out of the house, it's dark. The front door, the other side is light. In the front door, there's, I thought they would do it. They, nobody did it. And there was Bob at home. You know, they, we had light Bob, but nobody did anything. So I came out that day, and while I was thinking about that, I'm like, oh, no, it's dark again. I can't do it today. Uh, I'll do it maybe tomorrow. And I look across the next house opposite, and I saw that they had, you know, there was no light anywhere on the side, in the front, everywhere. And the other thing now said, you see how you worry about nothing. Even look across. Because Even your neighbor. That was that because in my own house, it's not for five times that we have put on our lights. See? So it's not as if we don't have it, but we never thought about putting it on. So, so like, we just bother some on some things and feel that, oh, this is the way it should go. Mm. This is social etiquette, this is, um, you know, housing etiquette, these are the mm. things you go. Yeah. And we just want everything to go in that light. Sometimes it's nothing to really bother about, you know. <laughs> but we tend to compare. I was looking at across. You know, I was thinking about, I wasn't comparing, but I was looking at what I wanted. To, to happen, and I, then I look across, and uh, there was nothing there, and I was like, We don't put it on our own, we put it on if we have guests coming, so we put it on so you don't fall down the stairs, but we don't. You see, so never changed in the last five years. So that's 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 why you don't get into that performance trap. 
where you are comparing yourself, you're comparing your house, you're comparing your family with another family, you're comparing your children with other children, you're comparing your wife or your spouse with, you know, other, pers- other spouses, other people's spouses. I mean, we, if we do that, when we find out that it's very tiring, it's very frustrating, and at the end of the day, it doesn't get us anywhere. It, get, it, leave, it leave people depressed. Mm-hmm. It leaves people so depressed. So we need to be very, very careful about that. So can we read uh, Romans 9.16, please? So it is not, it's not, it doesn't depend on our, um, whatever it is, it, does not, it doesn't depend on us. It is God. It depends on God. It depends on, God is the one who makes things happen. And you know what? When we know that, then we're not going to be comparing ourselves with anybody. You, you understand? Uh, you know, at uh, every point, in, uh, you look at things and you think, well, you might not have something today. That doesn't mean you're not going to have it tomorrow. You know, maybe at school you have your, some of your friends uh, and they have some things that maybe you don't have and you're thinking, oh, I wish I had this. Guess what? You will have it. If you desire, eventually it's going to happen. But when you now, if your, your joy and happiness is now dependent on if you have that, if you don't have it, you won't be happy then. Even when you have it, you find something else that you still want or that you still desire to have. So it's always very important to uh, be content. The uh, Bible says we should be content with whatever we have. Uh, that doesn't mean we settle for mediocrity, uh, that we don't dream, but then it's like we're not, uh, we're not trapped uh, into, oh, if I don't have this, then I won't be happy. Because when that happens, then we won't be happy, ever. Mm. That, so what do you do when you're not inside this trap? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that so, uh, later. Like for me, what I do is I feel in life that um, you can't have it all. Mm. If, if I have hair, my friend doesn't have hair, so they have something too that I don't have, like vice versa, mm. I just have it all. So when, when I look at life that way, like sometimes maybe for some, for example, sometimes they say, oh, oh, my friend, she has a black bag. I don't have any black bag. But, but me, I have a black shoe. Now maybe the person doesn't have a black so, shoe. So there's always something that they have that you don't have and vice versa. Yeah. So when we look at it that way, mm-hmm. we would not worry again about mm. things that people have that we, it's okay. Mm. Like, that is said to convert for it, you know, mm. but to have evil type of it is not good. But you can't just have it all. Like no. Someone who is saying, Oh, I wish I had a sports car, my neighbor has a sports car. Your neighbor that has a sports car maybe is on a $250,000 finance, the sports car. So that means your neighbor does not have the kind of sleep. You have, you, the, kind of, the kind of sleep you are sleeping. <laughs> Your, your, your neighbor has 
that they are owing. And if there's any crash, it's in big problem. Yes, ma. So, you know, like, it's, it's something happened one day, I said, oh, they're losing the, somebody wanted to steal my tires, and they had everything losing out. So when they had it, they all losing out. Yes, ma. I was like, oh, they want to carry my tire, they want to carry, you know, I wanted to start crying. So, they had not carried it. I think somebody saw them and they now dropped all the screws on the floor. But as we tried to reverse the car, the whole four tires just came out. Just rolled out, boom. And the, the chest of the car, boom, on the floor. It was just gone. So it was just right there in the middle of the of the roads, you know, and I felt like, oh God, oh. and before that, I used to wish that I had a better car. Hmm. Something now told me, you know, I used to wish that, oh, that my husband's best was mine. I wish this is mine. This diagnosis is an astrologer. I hate it. I hate it. You know, so something now told me, if it was the best, is that the way it will fall apart? <laughs> So, what kind of cost is it going to be? Hmm. Because that one, with only 80 euro, the whole thing was put together back, and the doctor uh, and the policeman report. That if it was uh, the best, what will happen? Hmm. You know. So yeah. there's always time. Yeah. There's always time for everything. Amen. Thank you, man. So the Lord will help us to be able to understand that. In the, yes. Okay. And keep working. And keep working hard. Keep keep working hard. So I may end up saying Karazin. So I said, no, I will not allow that to happen to me. 
So those ladies, we have three of them. One is dress selling ready-made pop puff. One is doing modernized pack changing. Tea brought it was beautiful. We like it. But where I'm going is, I used to feel and say this sentence. When it came back, I stopped saying it. In my life, if only I have waited and studied medicine, and I'm now a doctor, nobody will tell me what's my vision. Nobody will ask me that question. I will be mm. a medical doctor now, making my own money. Who will ask a medical doctor which business are you doing? Mm. Which other business do you want to do? I will be a made person by now. Mm. But when I saw those people, three already in this town here that we are here in BC, they did um, the medicine. But they are pastors now. Mm. They don't want to. They, you know, she said they don't like it. Two of them said I did it because of my mother. <coughs> so the five ladies back home, one selling champagne, one selling champagne, one doing interior decor. The one that paid me so much that was she already had a masters. She had masters in mental health before she was now into medical school. Can you imagine? Masters, as in she finished Balkan, now went into mental health. She got that from London. The parents took her back to Nigeria. She now entered straight into second year in medical school. She finished the whole medical school. And they showed more vision. You know, I just, so these are people that you want to die because of. Mm. I saw some guys that, you know, I just wish that they could just say hi, bookie to me while I was in the high school. Mm. But mm. when I saw them today, I said, Lord Jesus, I reject everything I ever <laughs> <laughs> You know, so never you envy people is the mm. worst yeah. thing you can yeah. do in oh, life. It's just me, but when we went to the women's, um, Listen in September. In Calgary. In Calgary. Pastor Grace Oludo is share with us now. How she did medicine. And she came uh, she did she mentally I did everything for ten years she was practicing but she hated it. Every day she hated going to work. It's only when she's in church and she's helping with that she that loves she's happy. Me. That she's happy. For ten years she did it. So we can and that's why you cannot say because oh my mommy said I have to do this. How many people do we even know here? There are some people that we are that we have in contact with. They want to do music, the parents say no, don't do music. They go and do their engineering, five years, six years. Okay. After the engineering, they come back to the same music. <laughs> because that's the before. Amen. Thank you all for your contribution. Let's go forward. Amen. The Lord will help us not to, for those of us at least, our eyes will be open. And, and I believe with this uh, study as well, it will be a reminder that, you know what, what God has planned for us, which we're going to find out, is bigger. You know, and it will get, it will continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So we're not going to be where we are now. A year from now, we'll look back and say, wow, thank you, Lord. And it will keep getting better. Amen. Uh, Romans 9.16, uh, we read that. Romans 9.16, and then we'll move to the next trap. Oh, okay. All right, so we'll go on. He says, so then it is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. Just like, you know, to buttress what we've been saying. So, some people, you, some people you know, even don't you see, even in, in driving, sometimes you drive past somebody, or somebody will drive past you, and then you think they've gone, and then you, you get to the traffic light, and they are there. And as you're approaching the traffic light, it just turns green. And then you just go ahead of them again, and you're like, uh-uh. 
you know i do that sometimes You're like see you later <laughs> you know god will help us in jesus name. so the second trap comparison trap is the pride trap that is the unending skyscraper and the reason why it's called skyscraper is because you know how a skyscraper is you look and you almost want to fall over when you are looking at the skyscraper because you're trying to look at the top of it and you almost want to fall over so this trap is like that you know this this uh Pride trap is this trap compares who we are with who we perceive others to be. You are looking at your whole small bungalow and you are looking at the skyscraper of somebody else and then you want to fall over. Because you are comparing where you are to, to that height. But who said you cannot build something bigger than that? Who said, you know, in future, who said you cannot own even 10 of those? So it is, we either build ourselves up at the expense of others or we tear ourselves down at the elevation of others. Some of us, we demote ourselves, we elevate people. And especially our culture, for those of us who are Africans, our culture encourages that. You know, just because somebody is wearing some expensive clothes, uh, whether it's, uh, they bought it on credit or something, we just... Arrogate to them like, oh, this person is wealthy. Oh, he's, he has everything. And then we demote ourselves uh, because of that. Or we look down on ourselves. You know? And I remember, even when I was growing up, there were people that then, uh, that we grew up together, that their parents were very wealthy. But as time goes by, you find out that, that the money was gone. We were even better than them at the end of it all. So uh, it's very, very important. Either way, whether you are elevating others or you are uh, building uh, ourselves up at the expense of others, either way is a losing scenario. Because it's both ways. You can either put yourself down or you put yourself up above other people. I've had, uh, there was one of my uncle. The way he carries himself around, if you you meet him for the first time, you will think he's he's the president of the whole world. The way we carry, and you know what? He lost so many things as a result of that. Because there was a time somebody that was supposed to help him. The person came in and greeted him, and the way he just waved at the person, like, oh, you know, like he didn't even say he just waved the person. And later he found out that the person was the person that what he needed. The person came to give it to him, and the person went back with it. I was just in my early 20s then, when that happened. And we always say that uncle, one day we meet his match. That day he met his match. So we need to be very careful. Don't elevate yourself above other people or demote yourself or put yourself down for people. Don't. That doesn't mean you don't honor people. No, you do. But don't ever get to a point where you pride where you put yourself down or you, you, know, you arrogate so much uh, you know, honor to yourself. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Someone is inferior, someone is superior, and there is no hand inside. We are always striving for recognition and acceptance from others instead of resting in our recognition as acceptance from God. God accepts us, God recognizes us. And that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that's all that matters. You know, you, 
You go to places, sometimes you interact with people and they don't even, they, they choose not to recognize you. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. But guess one day, uh, the same people refuse to recognize you, one day they might have to access you. They might have to access the door that will lead to you for them to be able to access you. And that door, that day might not be open. So it's, it's important to uh, look at that. Proverbs 11 verse uh, 2. Mm. You see, pride leads to shame. It is wise to be humble. humble. Proverb, uh, let's take Proverb 29 23. Mm. But the humble in spirit will retain honor. Proverb 26, verse 12. Proverbs 26, verse 12. Do you see a man, wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than a fool. <laughs> there is more hope for a fool than a man who is full of himself. You know, we cannot be full of ourselves. Neither do we diminish. You know, God has put greatness in every one of us. Uh, and we are all unique. Do you know that even though we're, you know, even children from the same family, you don't even have the same fingerprint. You don't have the same fingerprint. All the people in this world, they have different fingerprints. And that is how God has customized us. We're special. God didn't mass produce us. He created every one of us in his image after his likeness. So we must not forget that. So number three, comparison trap, the insecurity trap. And this one is huge. A lot of people fall into this one. There are a lot of insecure people. You know, uh, recently I found out that a lot of people who put other people down, they are very, very insecure. A lot of people who badmouth people, they are very, very insecure. Uh, and so sometimes they, they badmouth other people or they put other people down just to feel good about themselves. But at the end of the day, they still feel empty. Because every day, it's not every day you're going to get somebody... To put down. When you finish putting somebody, <laughs> I was reading something very funny. You know what? You know what? Um, I can't. I can't remember who said it. He said the best way to deal with when people pull you down is if he said because if you the only reason why it will bother you is if you have a reputation. He said so. I will advise you to go before if you're a leader. Just go before the organization you're leading. And tell them every bad thing you've ever done. So that, let them know. So that the person who is talking bad about you have nothing to say again. Because you've said everything. And that is, that is true. Because when we get into that insecurity trap, it's a very bad trap. When we are not secure in ourselves. You know, some, some people want to be your friend by force. And if you don't want to be there, because they feel by being your friend, they feel secured. Or sometimes we just want to be with somebody by force. Or we want to, you know, just have what they have by force. Whether by legitimate means or illegitimate, we just want to have it. We just want to have it. I fall into this trap. So this security trap is also called the two-way mirror. There's a mirror here. There's a mirror there. 
You are looking at this one. You are looking at that one. And just like the Bible says, say when a man looking at himself in the mirror doesn't even know what he looks like. The moment we walk away from that mirror, you don't even know. You can't even really describe what you look like. So a two-way mirror is that like you are looking at this and you are looking at that. So which one? You are looking at this one. You are looking at that one. You're, so which one will it be? So which one will it be? Yes. Like empty, like you're trying not to be so envious of other people, mm-hmm. so then like you just like let everything go. Like, you, you, you like um, okay. If I understand what you're asking, uh, how can you not be envious? Uh, like to stay humble and not be envious. Well, uh, one of the ways not to be envious is to be to be pleased with whatever you have. You know, whether it's little or much, just be happy with it. Uh, be happy with who God has created you to be. You are not in competition with anybody else but yourself. You know, the best you can be is the best of yourself. You, you're not, you don't want to be like anybody else because the best of somebody else you can be is a photocopy or a negative of them. And, you know, and that's not what you want to be. You want to be real. So if you are happy with what you have, who you are and what you have, then there will be no room for you to envy what somebody else has. Like mommy said, there were people she was looking at before, like, ah, they, they were there. Like, they had everything. And then she found out just 25 years past, 4, 25 years later, they don't even have nothing. Like, she's way better than them. But 25 years ago, she wishes she's in, she was in their shoes. So the person you probably look at and you're thinking, oh, I wish they had, I had what they had. Guess what? You might not have it now, but when you're happy with what you have now, you don't even know what's going to happen a year from now, five years from now. You know, you might even be in a better state by the grace of God than where they are right now. So there's no room to, to envy, you know, just be comfortable, be happy with who you are, who God has made you, and keep being yourself. That's I, also, I also wanted to add, just like the Bible says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. Everybody, the way I also look at it, like that when you're running a marathon, or when you're running a race, when we're running a race, it's only on day one, it's not only on day four. You, you come last. <laughs> so you always, everybody face your own lane. Forget who is on lane two or lane three. I'm on lane one. My goal is to get to the end. Mm. Whether lane two falls down, it's none of my business. I keep looking at it. If you look at lane two and lane three, you're fine. You, you come last. <laughs> so when you are running this. Because race, others are not going to wait okay, for you. You understand? So as a human being, you have your, it's between you and God. When God creates a person, He creates you. You are going to account, give your account of your life to God at the end of everything. Mm. So you have no business with what whoever A, B, C, or Z is doing. This is between you and God at all times. I always like to use a race because a race is so, like 100 meters like that, you are done. So if you are in Lemon saying, oh, but Lemon 2, but he, but he was, he was cheated, they are going to ask you, um, how did you have time to look at it too? <laughs> Why did you not finish the race? You understand? It takes less than so 10 seconds. when you get to heaven, God's going to judge you on you. I gave Okwe this gift. Did Okwe use it? Not Okwe, did Okwe look at BC or did Okwe look at Rachel? What Rachel was? None of your business. God is concerned about Okwe's gift, Okwe's whatever he gave, he gave you. So always be concerned about you. Lord, this is between me and you. Don't ever get to that point where I because I find that that really helps me. 
When I find I focus on your own name. Yeah. When we focus on our own name, we don't have time to see other person's name. We don't have time to be envious of another person. If you if you are thinking we're all going to the No no you see at this time sorry to, to, to interrupt you. Uh, but in this social media age even, even no, I, no. In social media, age, especially for them, is uh, you know, like we're discussing this uh, afternoon as we're coming. There are some things our children are dealing with that we we didn't deal with when we were growing up. There's so many things. All right, when we were growing up, there was no social media. When when I was when we were their age, we didn't know what was happening even in the next town. You only knew what was going on where you were. But now you don't even have to. You know, just put on your phone now. You know what is happening in Turkey. You know what is happening all over the world. Alright? So, sometimes people, even playing games, they play with game with people in different parts of the world. They meet in the game room and they play games. And sometimes, uh, what we see, I, I posted something on, uh, on Facebook yesterday. I said, for some people, the virtual has become their reality. They use the virtual world, which is not even real. You, you understand what I'm saying? It's not real. It has become their reality because what they see in the virtual now, they are comparing their own life, their own reality to virtual. And virtual is virtual. That's why it's called virtual. It's not real. So you just need to understand that. You know, we, we need to keep encouraging our, our, our children. Let me also give one girl story to encourage you. Sorry to. There was one, one girl that I read a story, I think a couple of years ago, but I think I might even afford it This girl was bullied in school. She was like, she was a, a plus, a plus size. I think in New York, all of those places, I can't remember where it was. But they bullied her in school because of her size. You know what this girl was able to do? She turned that thing around, even though she was bullied. And she started, she was the first person to have a clothing line for plus sizes. Because she turned around and said, you know what? I might be big, but I'm big and I'm going to let my being big be a plus. So, a lot of that, like I said, people will think, oh, you are small. Why are you small? Some people, not even when you are small, they complain. You are too thin. You are too slim. You are this, your waist is like this. So anything can be, even, even without social media, people will still complain. But this girl said, you know what? I'm a plus size. But I'm going to talk And I'm to comfortable. And that's why I was coming back to that thing. When you are, let's be comfortable in your own shell. Like one lady was preaching, said, dare to be different, even if you are different. If you only, I know I went when they were in school in the UK, they were only black in that school. Even if you are only black in your class. You know what? I'm different and I'm proud about it. Wherever we are, we need to be proud of who we are. Mm. Even if you are the only person in your class that is different in your own way. This is how I write. I remember when I was young, I was, I was the only left handed person. Because why do you write? I said, that is my, I write for second. I will not change it for anybody. Until I grew up, it was a struggle. Right in Nigeria, it was a big struggle. But I refused. People used to come to me, you have to write. I said, I will not write to write that. It's my life. Is it your life? I will write with my, I will write with my left hand. Until now, I said, well, but people used to pressurize me then. So we have to come to that place. Right? Even though you people are young, learn to be comfortable in your own shell. If you are in a place, create your own niche. No matter how pressurized you are. Say, you know what? I'm the only black person, I'm the only girl. Sometimes they go to even to a career, like an engineering career. Sometimes they have only one woman engineer. And they will pressurize her. Or they have a woman doctor, and they will be all men, men, men. <laughs> so as you're young, you are learning that as I, as I grow up, yeah. Lord, help me to be comfortable with who you have made mm, to, be. to be. So that I will never have to envy anybody else. This is me, and my name is Okwemi Posi. My name is not Rachel. 
When I was young, I gave myself an English name. My mommy said, ah. I didn't give me that. I said, I would give myself. But now, I might not go back to my Nigerian name. So, we have to learn. Hey! I'm sharing my story just to encourage you. Mm. Then, one of the boys asked me, How come your name is Gunifra? I said, The name I gave myself is Everybody had to give me a name. Why do you not give me an English name? I always say, You Caucasian give a Nigerian your bad name. I said, Mommy, I'll give myself a name. Winnie Mandela. I do it. If I remember that he wants to say, Winnie Winnie. But one thing I've learned that you have to be comfortable. Don't let your friends pressurize you. Children, people will always not pressurize you. I was the only left handed person in the whole of my whole this day. I say, I refuse. Leave me. So we have to learn to be comfortable. Don't let them push you into their own move. You are a child of God and you learn to be comfortable mm-hmm. wherever, mm-hmm. in whatever area. And God will help you yeah. as you are going up the Amen. Bathroom in our own in our own house. 
Who is more expensive? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying now? Oh, one guy is in our church before performance. <laughs> one guy in our church. They've moved now to Manitoba. When the others bring their parents to school, no more parents. Uh-huh. She went to raise mommy. I she went to raise mommy. Yes, she was ashamed. She didn't go. She didn't go with her mom. She didn't go with her mom. Later we heard the story. Her mom said she didn't go. She went to raise mommy. Her mom is a nurse mom, now. She said her mom is a nurse. Her mom is a nurse. She said her mom was like grandma. She's not cool. So she went to look for raising mommy. She went to mommy. in this age. That's the people. When I was young, she was thirteen. I was, she was twelve, thirteen young. then. When I was she young, was there was one girl because people used to be their mom used to come to go those cells to when his mom comes. She said, "Yeah, made." She will say the people. It is where you you people would. Yes, sir. On the social media, I will tell you one secret now, and I've tried to to measure it for everybody, and it has been like that. I don't know. You see what we are saying? You see? See what we are saying? Social media visuals and children listening. Me too. I'm, I'm preaching to myself as I'm preaching to you. You will see couples. Once you see them on the Facebook, they are kissing each other. Inside the house, it's a lot. You see behind that picture, they don't finish fighting. <laughs> when you see, I even saw one of my ministers as a very close minister. He said, I can keep for you. I love you. He actually wrote it there, I can keep for you. I have to comment there that it's not true. He's lying. He can't keep for you. For him and all of us, we are here for you. But we won't kill for you. You understand? Why is he writing that? Insecurity. Because he's feeling that the, the mm. does she feel that I really love her this much? Mm. You see women like that Gio said, said when you are insecure about the way you look, it's because you forget about the beauty of your face, then you now open this one so that people can start the look from here. <laughs> yeah, so that they can look at it. at least you have to sell something. Hey. It's the truth now. So don't be deceived by those pictures you mm. see on social media. One of my daughter's friends was telling me, Oh, we're going to the salon for this, 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 this. Ask me. It may be a coupon that they all carry in the salon. <laughs> the, the other day, uh, there was a movie we, we watched on the, on the, on the ship. And, I, and there was this girl. She woke, woke up in the morning, you know. And while, when she was up, she, she just did her face. And if you see the the room, the it looks like two by four. A bed and all that, that's all. And the, this thing. And she took it like this And she, she just took a selfie. And then she, she put it on Instagram. She put it there. So full of herself. You know, start changing hats. From Bahamas hat to social. And at the end of the day, what was she trying to do? To look cool. And so why she said, Oh, did you see my post on Instagram? I'm like, They will write to, I told her, Close your Instagram account now, or yes, I tear your heart. Close it. She said, Oh, again, they will write on the Instagram, Only you, you are not here. Why would she be there? Their own parents are not there because they are playing jolly up and down. The two couple together have left the children, you know, at the mercy of themselves. Or they, they are at work looking for money. When we were coming into Bible study tonight, just beside the building here, we met three boys. They cannot be more than 12, 13 years old. They were here paving, uh, vaping. They were smoking, vaping here. And smoke. When they saw us, they stopped. And then when we parked, they continued. I had to. Then I saw, I saw a man just on the side fixing his car. So I asked him politely, uh, Excuse me, sir. 
uh, do you know these children? And he said, no, he doesn't know them. They've been there for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, God have mercy. And you could not. These are 12, 13 years. Hey, no, because my own concern was that they're so close to the building. They could burn down the building. They were vaping so close. And these are, they are not too old for somebody to be able to talk to them. There's a way you talk to them. They, when I spoke to them, they didn't insult me. They left. So, you know, there's a way you talk to them. You're not going to talk to them like you're, they you know. They put that their apps now on Instagram. Then you and I will be jealous of them. Not knowing that there are children that are running away from home. Or they have run away uh-uh. from their minder. Or there's no minder for them. A lot of children are running away now. They will go and stay with friends. They will run away from home. They will go and stay with friends. And uh, 13, 14 year old. And then later on, they will come back home again. Is that? And that's where we protect children by not giving them these devices so early mm. because you really don't need to see half of those things ah. you don't need to see what is on facebook so at 20 years old what are you looking for you so we protect you when we don't let you have all those accounts it's protection so that you don't need to see these things when you start to see them you don't need to somebody just graduating to get a phone because it's going to be 15. Uh-huh. But even that one is, at, is attached to my line. So I'm going to see everything that's going on. So you are, and, and it's going to be probationer for three months, uh, six months. So if he does not, if it's not used, there will be a user policy. And if it's not used according to the terms of the agreement, it's terminated. Uh, no, no. It's terminated. And you will, you will submit it before you go to bed at night. So there's no... If you delete everything, if you text somebody and you delete it, everything comes to me. So I will still see it. So, so if you don't want it now, let's agree now so we don't have it. Once you can have it by yourself. Ah, no, it's true. Abio, the Lord will help us. In Jesus' name. So staring in this comparison trap attacks yourself what? That's talking about this security trap. Staring in this two-way mirror leaves us feeling like we will never be enough instead of seeing all God created us to be. Alright? So we can read um, you know, if we read Romans 12 verse 2, say looking unto Jesus. We should not compare ourselves. Uh, we, we must not, uh, sorry, it's talking about not conforming. Uh, not conforming to this world, but being transformed by the renewal of our mind. So comparison leaves us trying to figure out how to get what we don't have instead of figuring out how to give what we do. That's what it does. I'll take that again. Comparison leaves us trying to figure out how to get what we don't have instead of figuring out how to give what we do. There's something you have. That somebody else doesn't have. And there's something that somebody else has that you don't have. That's the way life is. And that doesn't mean you're not going to have it eventually, but maybe you don't have it now. So the fourth one uh, of the comparison trap is the envy trap. Envy. And envy is, so, is, so, is, so, is also known as the green high monster. This trap compares what we don't have to what others do have. Oh, I wish I have. Oh, I wish I have a uh, a black distant like Ayo has. You know, 
And maybe I even have one at home that is even better than his own. But I want hire one. So you want what somebody else have that you don't have. That's the hem. Let's say I have uh, rice before me, well cooked, delicious with all manners of things, and somebody's drinking Gary, and I'm, I just want to have that Gary. And all I'm eating, I will not enjoy that rice. So, which means I will not enjoy that rice. You know? If I'm, if I'm driving Toyota Avensis, uh, and I'm looking at somebody who has a Mercedes Benz, I will never enjoy that Toyota Avensis because all my mind will be. And until you start to enjoy your own goal, then that Mercedes will not come. That's the irony of it. That message will not come until I begin to enjoy the one. Praise the Lord. So you can never satisfy this monster. This trap brings discontentment. Finances, possessions, and career are never enough or never the right ones. Some people have money. Oh, I wish I... They are a millionaire. I wish I'm a multi-millionaire. Then they become multi-millionaire. Oh, I wish I'm a billionaire. You know, not in a good way. There's a way you can desire, Lord, bless me more, so that I can do, you know, be a blessing more. But not out of envy. Out of envy. You know, out of envy. I remember there was something that, I, that happened one time. We traveled, we went to Chicago, and uh, my wife's uncle told us that when they moved to that area, then the, the certain uh, people began to move out. That the moment you have some people moving, some people move out because they, they can't stand having peop- those kind of people around them. You know, because they're like, how, how can they even afford? I, I read something today of, um, of a guy, um, a real estate guy who went to look at a house. All right? He, he, had, uh, he, he wanted to buy the house and do it up. And so the house was boarded up. So... He removed the board so that I could go inside and take picture. And a lady saw him and said, oh, what are you doing here? And introduced himself that this is what I do. I already have uh, interest in this house. I've come to take picture. Explaining himself, do you know this lady still called the cops on him? And when the cops came, he explained what happened to them. They went and confronted the lady and said, if you dare call the police again, we will send you to jail. <laughs> Heavy! How can somebody like this be here? There are even some people that when they are the one who everything is happening for them, they are happy. The moment is the turn of somebody else. Heavy sets in. They are getting A in class and everybody is getting C and D. The moment somebody begins to get A, Envy. Then they, they used to be your best friend when you were getting a C and C plus. But now, because you are now at A, getting A plus. I don't want to be his friend anymore. He's so full of himself. It's a lie. It's not that. It's just. <laughs> it's just <laughs> when you were the one carrying the file all around the office, everybody liked you. The moment they said, you are now qualified. You've, you've trained yourself while you are doing the gateman job. <laughs> and all of a sudden now, it is a managerial position vacant. And now you become a manager. You are now part of the, of the leadership team. Yes. 
in school we have like this, um, usually every day we learn about like the description of different words. And one of our words was envy. And um, in the definitions it said you have to have something to um, want to have something else. Mm-hmm. Like if you have like, um, for example, um, a certain type of shoe mm-hmm. and then someone else has a better type of shoe, you wouldn't have envy that person's shoe if you didn't have a shoe. <coughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't want to think if you didn't know what it was or if you didn't have something that was worse. Yeah, something you can compare with. Yeah. That's what we're talking about, this comparison trap. It's true because if you don't have something that you can compare with, you don't compare. For example, if you never had a car, you just say, oh, I wish I had a car. Any car we do. But the moment you have a car, <laughs> thank you for putting that. The moment you have one car, then you want to have another one. You see somebody that's like, oh, I wish that is my car. And then you sleep, you are seeing the car. When you wake up, you are seeing the car. You, are going, you go to the bathroom, it's the car. And then it just occupy your mind everywhere you go. Uh, then it, it can turn to envy. Because, I wish I have my neighbor's car. Ah. <laughs> Say, how dare my neighbor has that? It says here, when stuck in this trap, we become more focused on others' stuff to the point of discounting our own. Mm-hmm. So we, we are focused on other people's stuff and we discount our own. Mm. Comparison leaves us trying to figure out how to get what we don't have instead of figuring out to give what we do. James 3 verse 16. And we are uh, done. We just talk about how to overcome. Mm. Confusion and everything evil. <laughs> evil thing are there. Hmm. You see? So where we have where we have envy and self seeking or strife. Because envy will lead to strife. And that's where because you envy somebody and all of a sudden you are looking for an occasion to have a fight with them. You know? Maybe they park their car where they normally will park it. And then that's why you say, I don't even know why they park their car here. Every time they put the car here. And the car has always been there. <laughs> but because now there's envy, now there's strife. And the Bible says all manners of confusion will follow that. Mm. Yes. I also wanted to bring it down to, you know, the um, children's level. There's some like simple things such as maybe they always call somebody to the office to do. Maybe that person is good in leadership. Mm. Or that person is good with this particular thing. Or that person is good with the younger children. Mm. Or that person knows how to sing. So they might say, oh, the one or the person knows how to act. They might say, oh, they want to have this part. Then others feel like, ah, are you the only one in the school? They don't always call me. Instead of doing that, why not think, okay, what, what do I know how to do? Am I able to develop my own gift? 
you know, as a looking in was okay, this person always they always calling that person. Now look at yourself. But everybody has something. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying that why do they always call that person to you? Is he the only one in the school? Mm-hmm. Why not say, what do I know how to do that I can develop? Maybe mm-hmm. I know I also know how to take care of maybe I might help in the little class. I might be patient with kindergarten children. Mm-hmm. And as you begin to develop what you know how to do, then you blossom in your own area. Before mm-hmm. you know it. Those things that you know how to do, you'll be mm. able to use it. Yes. But as long as you keep saying, why do you always call that person to the office? That person is the only one that helps at school. It's only that person that this teacher is always calling that person's name. You will never blossom as what you know how to do. Mm. Because you keep on looking at that person. Because as, as you guys age, and the envy. you go down to what, like, um, little, little things like that. Then as you are envying them, your own gift that you have. Will not because your focus will be on that, person. On that person. And, yeah. Then you won't, your own, your what you know how to do will not blows up mm. because you are busy looking at what somebody else has. Mm. Praise the Lord. The Lord will help us to overcome that Amen. in Jesus. Proverbs fourteen thirty and Proverbs twenty four one. Peace of mind means a healthy body, but jealousy will not will rot your bones. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Isn't that? <laughs> but that's the truth, though. Proverbs twenty-four, eleven, uh, twenty-four, one. Proverbs twenty-four, verse one. Hmm. Do not be envious of evil men. He's just talking. No desire to be with them. You know, you know. Don't don't envy. Don't just envy. Whether evil men or good men, don't just envy. Uh, you know, that doesn't mean you don't desire to be better, to be good, to be. You know. You see somebody who is doing well, instead of envy, then, you know, learn. You can learn from them. Yeah. Or you can, you know, find out how they're able to do things the way they're doing it, and they're doing it well. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when I was in, uh, in high school, there was this girl. She was so good in mathematics, and I was struggling. I was very good in, you know, a lot of other subjects, but I was struggling in math, my maths. It wasn't like I wasn't good, but I wasn't as good as she was. You know, and we started a group, and she was teaching me, and she helped me. You know, she, she helped me a lot, and, um, you know, we, there was no rivalry. We just put any form of rivalry aside. And when it came to some other subject, I was very good to she, you know. So we, that was how we kind of worked together. And, you know, we were able to, thank God we're Christians, and we were able to overcome that. But, you know, if I was not born again, maybe it would have been like, oh, yeah, I'm going to show you when it comes to biology. I'm going to show you when it comes to this. You know, <laughs> and then at the end of the day, I would not have ended up failing maths, which I needed, <laughs> and then by being envious. But we worked together, and you know, I learned from her, and she learned from me too. I didn't even know she wasn't that good in some of the subjects I was very good at. I didn't know until we started uh, comparing notes, and I found out that, um, you know, where I was scoring 95, 98, 100, she was the best she was able to get was like 79. You know, and of course, when we started working <laughs> together, it pushed up. Me too, I pushed up for my mathematics. <laughs> so, glory be to God. So, uh, you know, you can learn off people and uh, be better, but don't envy them. So, how to overcome these traps? How do we overcome? Uh, all of this comparison trap put others' efforts, strengths, and stuff as the goal and purpose of our lives. Let's read Second Corinthians 10, verse 12. And see the uh, advice Paul gave to us there. Second Corinthians ten verse twelve. Paul gave us an advice there, which is now very. very... Now that we dare to classify and compare ourselves 
with some of those who are demanding themselves. But what? They measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another. They are without understanding. Okay, can we read that? What version is that? Okay, can we read uh, maybe Amplified or KJV or anybody with, or any other version? Okay. Yeah. We, do, we do not dare to compare ourselves with those who think they are very important. Hmm. They use themselves to measure themselves, and they judge themselves by what they themselves are. Hmm. This shows that they know nothing. Uh-oh. He said they know nothing. They are not wise. Yes. Okay, you can read it. Okay. We, we are not understand putting ourselves in a league with hmm. those who boast that they are our superiors. Hmm. We wouldn't dare do that. But in all this comparing and grading and competing, hmm. they quite miss the point. Hmm. They miss the point. Yeah. They quite miss, they quite miss the point. Yeah. And that's where we're going. Hmm. And, and competing, we quite miss the point. So when we do that, what do we do? We miss the point. And we will not miss the point in Jesus' name. So let's not compare ourselves. What, what do you have? Um, it says, we do not dare to compare ourselves. We do not dare. Mm. Okay, go on. With those who think they are very important. Oh. They use themselves to measure themselves. Hmm. They know nothing. Uh oh. That's uh that's an upper cut. <laughs> In order to break free from these life sucking comparison traps, we must take our comparison stare off others and fix our eyes on Jesus. Jesus is the author and the perfect of our faith. You were created by Jesus and for Jesus. We are his workmanship fearfully and wonderfully made. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. We got prepared before and so that we should walk in them. Our energy, time, and purpose is wasted when we try to be like others. Do like others and have what others have. Jesus knows who we are and why we were made. He has given us everything we need to fulfill his purpose in us. When we keep our eyes fixed on him, we will be free from comparison traps of all kinds. Psalm 139 says that, uh, that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, we need to meditate on that. Uh, God took his time to create us. Hebrews 12 verse 1 to 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. In conclusion, God has given us the power to overcome anything, including the comparison traps. Our new nature in Christ has given us a new nature that is not dependent on what we do, but what Jesus did on the cross. So, the Lord will help us. Yes. 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 So, when we were much younger, the point in the primary school, guys, we used to sing a song about contentment. So, in mm. fact, we, we sang it almost every morning with the last prayer. So, it said, He dies down yellow for He that is no, no pride. He that is all who ever shall have to be his guide. Hmm. I am content with 
Can't threaten you. I'll, I'll make you fall. It's already on the ground. Can we just uh, talk to the Lord about uh, what we have heard tonight? You know, uh, the Lord will. Uh, help us to understand uh, so that we don't get trapped uh, into this comparison. Uh, all these comparison traps. Receive the, the courage to overcome, to live above them. From time to time, they will come. You know, sometimes disguised as not so obvious. They're just creeping, you know, quietly, silently, silently, try to take over. The Lord will help us to recognize them and to deal with them in the name of Jesus. Do not be envious. Do not be proud. Do not be so performance-driven. God will help us not to fall into insecurity. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, help us, Father. Help us to stand. To be happy with who we are. And to be happy with who, in who you have made us to be. That at the end of everything, your name will be glorified. Lord, help us. We thank you, mighty God. Holy Spirit, we pray that you walk upon our hearts and help us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.